Let's see if we can get serious here for a second. Okay. All right. Live from the offices of Great River Investments in the beautiful city of Burlington, Iowa, this is the Marvin Knows Finances Show. I am your host, Marvin Thompson, a certified financial planner with Great River Investments. And joining me today and every day is my marketing guru, Kyle Rappenecker of Rappenecker Designs, the man who actually makes this podcast work and makes me sound so good. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen. And as always, if you prefer... Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen, and as always, for all you listeners on iTunes and Spotify, don't forget to click the subscribe button. I'm just going to start over. You're fine. You're fine. We can cut all this out. All right. If you prefer to see just how handsome we are, please check out our YouTube channel, Marvin Knows Finances, and please click the subscribe button there as well. Just like the last and every time, I have to take care of a little business before we get moving too far forward to make sure my compliance department stays happy and allows me to continue to bring this show to you. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered investment advisor with Brokers Financial member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. Wow, that was kind of a great kickoff to the show, wasn't it? Man, man, I had trouble just reading it. It's crazy. Well, you just got done doing a, you know, almost a 40 minute one, so you know. <laughs> you think I'd be better at talking by now, wouldn't you? <laughs> you got that mouth. Got that mouth ready to go. So you got that mouth ready to go. Exactly. All right. So, topic today, folks, is social security. Uh, folks, we have a social security problem, and um, in doing research for the show, I was a little stunned. To be honest with you, I mean, being in the business as long as I've been, you know, I kind of knew the situation, but uh, I want to make sure everybody understood what's going on today. So, um, I had taken some time here recently to read a couple of articles from Kiplinger's, um, and of course, I always go to the Social Security website for information, and I was really surprised by what um, they talked about in terms of the problem. Um, that we're facing in this country right now. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So throughout the show, I'm going to refer to some statistics and some information from the Kiplinger article that was written by Lisa Gerstner, and it was in the March 2021 episode of Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine. And um, one of the things that we're going to start out by talking about is just where do we stand right now? So, according to projections released by the Social Security Board of Trustees in April of 2020, starting this year, in 2021, the Social Security program's annual cost will exceed its income from employee and employer payroll taxes and interest earnings. So, once the program turns that corner, Social Security will begin drawing down its assets that it currently holds in trust funds in order to continue to provide full benefits to the participants which means we're backwards, we're negative. It's like trading in your truck and owing money on the one you just traded in and adding it to your new loan. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh my gosh. So as a result of changes to Social Security enacted in 1983, um, benefits are now expected to be payable in full on a timely basis until anywhere between 2034 and 2037, when the trust fund reserves are projected to become exhausted. So... The great news for me is that that's 16 years from now, and I turned 50 this year. <laughs> that means right as I get to retirement age, 
and would plan on drawing my Social Security benefits, uh, the program could potentially be in trouble. So, you know, let's let's start by talking about how this happened. Okay, um, simply put, there has been a decrease in the birth rate um, from the baby boomers generation, which has created a higher ratio of retirees versus workers paying into the program. In other words, we've got more people taking out than we do have putting in. So uh, birth rates are dropping from approximately three children from the previous generation to two children mm. in my generation, and I'm guessing possibly even less mm-hmm. in this generation. Yep. So over time, uh, the ratio has flipped to where more people are drawing out than putting into the system, like I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, um, job losses, reduced hours, and slowing wage growth diminish the amount of payroll taxes coming into the system. So it's like your budget. When you have more money going out than you have coming in, eventually you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Big time. So, yep. So um, how big of an impact could this have? Um, well, first of all, Kyle, do you have any concerns about Social Security? Because you're, I don't know how old you are. Uh, 35. 35. So you're yeah. 15 years younger than me, basically. Well, you know, since I work on my own, since I'm my own boss, I do my own taxes and... I don't even know if I'm contributing right. Like, uh, that's, you know, that's one of the, you know, in our uh, first podcast, I kind of hit on some areas that I wanted to talk to you about and that, you know, I want some other people to reach out to their financial planner or to contact Marvin about. But, you know, that's something else that I want to talk to Marvin about is that I need to make sure that I'm doing what's necessary so I'm contributing to my social security fund or whatever you call it Mm -hmm. so that when I get to the certain age that I have enough that's in there, you know, left for retirement because, you know, I have a feeling, you know, I'm just afraid that I'm not, you know, once I get old enough, they're just going to say, Hey, you didn't do it right when you were, you know, working Mm -hmm. on your own. And then I'm just going to be say, uh Oh, and that's just going to be it. So, that's one of the things that scares me. And so, you know, I also just, you know, from kind of a, I wouldn't say a dumb person point of view, but just from sort of a every, everyday Joe who doesn't really know anything about finances, who just sort of goes to work. I don't really understand how it, how it works, I guess. Like how does, you know, when I, when I used to not work for myself, when I used to get my own paycheck, I would see, you know, all right, I got paid this much, this much was taken out of here, this much was taken out for Social Security, but I, I never really understood, you know, what, you know, you know, but then people always kept telling me, you know, oh, but don't, don't rely on Social Security when you retire, because it's not going to be that much, but then people would say, you know, that's all I live off of is Social Security when I retired, yep. so I just... A lot of questions, I guess, running through my head. So, yep. from an everyday Joe, an everyday Jill perspective, you know, I guess that's, you know, do you have any sort of easy response to what Social Security is and why it's so beneficial and why this is sort of a, a big deal, I guess? Or mm-hmm. So, Social Security was initially set up to provide assistance in retirement. Um, for older generations, and of course, through the years when Social Security has been set up, it's, it's morphed into more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's disability, there's death benefits, you yeah. know, those sorts of things. So, Social Security in itself has become a very complicated uh, program. Yeah. Okay, and there was a lot of layers to your question there. 
Yeah. But so um, backing up to the to the one, um, if you're self-employed and you're working with a financial planner, uh, the financial planner may be able to help you with um, calculating Medicare tax. I'm not Medicare tax. I'm sorry, Social Security tax mm-hmm. um, to make sure you're doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. But in my office, we don't provide any sort of tax advice along those lines. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we recommend you some, to some local CPAs yeah. who would maybe do. Um, you know, payroll work uh, with somebody who's self-employed, mm-hmm. okay? Obviously, if you're working for somebody, they're taking care of the employee contribution coming out of your paycheck, plus their match on top of that yeah. um, to make sure it's all being done right. But for those who are self-employed, um, I would encourage you to find either a financial planner who does this kind of work or to, you know, get in touch with a local CPA who does some payroll work on top of the tax work mm-hmm. and have them help you out. Um, anybody in our area... Um, I've got two or three that I'd be more than happy to recommend. Okay. 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 Um, So you also mentioned, um, as you were growing up, you know, don't count on Social Security because it's not going to be there. All right. So let me kind of put this into perspective for you with some some of these facts that I've gotten from these articles. Okay. Um, Social Security represents about 33% of income among those 65 or older, but we need to break it down a little bit further than that. 50% 50% of married couples and 70% of singles rely on their Social Security benefits for 50% of their income. 21% of married couples and 45% of receive at least 90% of their income from Social Security. So should the program run dry, Social Security could pay out about 75 to 80% of promised benefits with current levels coming from income payroll taxes. So what we have right now is we've had uh, a couple of generations of people now who have been saying, do will Social Security be there for me, mm-hmm. okay? And the answer is yes. It, as it currently sits today, there will probably still be some Social Security benefits, but if something's not done to fix the problem, they're gonna potentially see some reduced benefits. And when you have um, you know, 50% of married couples and 70% of single people relying on these benefits for at least 50% of their income, you know, you cannot, have a reduction of 20 to 25 percent exactly. on your Social Security benefits just because the program hasn't been taking care of itself. Exactly. So, so how does this get fixed? You know, how do how does this country fix this problem? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was be my next question. Yeah. So my my personal feelings is we have to have politicians who are basically in charge of this program. Have the, have the guts to fix this solution, okay? Um, I think they realize what's going on. It's obvious what's going on. And I do think the past administration maybe tried to take some steps to to work on it. Yeah. And I think the current administration is trying to take some steps to work on it. But it's how it works in this country is every time a, a problem like this pops up, we've got to go through the whole process of playing the blame game. You know, it's it's a Republican problem. It was caused by the Republicans, or it's the Democrats' problem caused by the Democrats. The reality of it is, is everybody in this country, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, is facing the same problem. So we need some politicians who are going to be able to stand up and basically go through the pain of fixing this problem. Okay. So um, we can talk a little bit about uh, some of the ideas that are being discussed right now. Um, you know, we we can talk about what some thoughts are that they're going to do. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what everybody understands about Social Security, but um, Social Security has something called a uh, full retirement age. Okay. Um, it's all based on the year you're born. And full retirement age for somebody my age is 67 years old okay. as it is today. Okay. So what that means is I have a couple of options. I can start drawing my Social Security benefits at my full retirement age. So let's say 67 and it will pay me a non-reduced amount of income from that benefit for the rest of my life, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I'm no longer subject to income limitations once I hit my full retirement age, so I can draw Social Security benefits and I can make as much money as I want to, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. As a financial planner, that's kind of what I would like to see all my clients do, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of variables that go into that, yeah. okay? Um, another option, of course, is you can start taking your Social Security benefits as early as age 62. Okay, now a lot of people do that, yeah. and when they do that, what they do is they see a reduction um, of their benefits. Oh, okay. okay, so just throwing numbers out there: if your benefit at normal retirement age is two thousand dollars, and then you start drawing, at, yeah, normal retirement age would be two thousand dollars, and then you start drawing it at sixty-two, you won't get the two thousand mm -hmm. dollars. You get a portion of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, once you lock in that that benefit. That's what you stay at for the rest of your life. So you never get to bump back up. Oh. Even when you reach age 67. Okay? So the benefit is you get it sooner, but you don't get the full 2000 That's right. Okay. Now, why would somebody do that? Just to get it, just to get it quicker, pretty much? Or, they, or well, to retire quicker? So <laughs> here's some of the things I hear about. Um, that just doesn't make sense, though. I've worked all my life. I've paid into Social Security. I want Social Security as, much as, as soon as I can. Okay? Mm -hmm. I get it. Totally makes sense. Um, number two, um, I'm not sure I'm going to live that long. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> My job would be a lot easier if we had a crystal ball telling everybody, you know, exactly what day they're going to meet their maker. So those are probably two of the more popular ones. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody knows somebody who retired and then six months later or a year later passed away and they didn't get the full benefit. So I kind of understand the logic behind it. But we're trying to take the emotions out of this decision. We're trying to take the finances into the decision, the logic behind it. So if we had our way with every client, we would try to tell them, get to as close to normal retirement age or full retirement age as possible before you start drawing those benefits down. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Third option is you can delay your benefits to age 70. Okay? So for me, you know, with my full retirement age being around 67 years old, um, I can actually delay my benefits by uh, three years and not start taking them. Now what that does essentially is it increases my benefit by approximately 8% a year, okay? Mm. So you can start to start at age 70, you've seen a small increase of about 8% a year over your normal retirement age benefit, okay. um, and some people do like that. Okay. Now, the flip side of that is it takes approximately 14 years to make up that difference in terms of what you would have received between 67 and 70, yeah. To, to get the same money. Oh, really? Yep. So, and is that only like what one hundred and twenty dollars extra? Or well, or? like you know, let's say it's eight percent more per year. So if we had a two thousand dollar benefit, you know, it's maybe one hundred and sixty bucks. One hundred and sixty bucks. That's you know, right. yeah, two thousand a month. Sorry, yeah. not two thousand a year, but you know, so you know, it's something. So, mm -hmm. um, so like I said, we want to. I want to see people get as close to their full retirement age as possible. I'm not necessarily a big proponent of waiting to age 70, although I've had clients do it. 
And uh, so far, they're beating the system by living, which is a good thing. And um, so one of the things that uh, people can do is, or one of the things I think I should say the government will do in this case, is I think they're probably going to increase the full retirement age. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I'm not sure how it's going to work in terms of, you know, what what year they're going to put that into. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, if you're 15 years younger than me, so for people born in like 1986... Yep. You know, if that's the magic year, but I think what's going to happen is, is that the government's probably going to increase the full retirement age, okay. still allowing people to take benefits at 62 if they choose to, but more than likely increasing that from somebody like my age at 67, maybe up to 70, and then pushing the 70 age back and so forth, but it's hard to say. Okay. 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 So, uh, another thing that they can do to um, improve this, and I don't even know if people out there are aware of this, but... Um, for the higher income earners, there's an income limitation on paying into Social Security. So, for example, right now, if you make $142,800 in 2021, that's your cutoff point. Anything above $142,800, you no longer pay into Social Security. Oh. Okay? Really? So, yeah, isn't that something? So, you're, oh, wow. so, let's throw an example out. Let's say you're a doctor mm -hmm. or a professional athlete. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, a high wage earner, and you make a million five a year. Yep. Okay. So basically, after about a month or a month and a half, you've reached your income limitation and you've paid in all the Social Security tax you're going to pay in for the year. Are you okay. Serious? Really? Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. So, um, so when they retire, do they are they getting cheated out of that like two thousand? Like if they retire at sixty-seven, are they being cheated out of that two grand a year a month, or are they? Nope. No. Nope. Because they've still paid into the system. Yeah. Just like somebody who does it over a period of twelve months, yeah. they just happen to pay it sooner. Okay. So essentially, it's the same concept. Um, it's just instead of paying it in over twelve months, you pay it in over a one-month period of time or a two-month period of time, whatever the case may be. Technically, they. Sh I don't know. I guess I'm just throwing out ideas, but you know, technically. They should kind of deserve more if they're getting if they're making more money, but that's just my that's just my opinion. I'm just throwing that yeah, out and there. they do get more um, based on the amount of money they contribute to the yeah. to the program. Yeah. But one of the ideas that's being kicked around in terms of how do we fix the Social Security problem is to take that limitation off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in other words, if you do make a million and a half dollars a year, um, have your payment into the system um, based on a million and a half dollars per year. Now, the discussion really plays into do we give them extra benefits on the back end because they paid in more yeah, and so forth. So, once again, it's, a, it's kind of a good topic. Um, mm. I think it's a good idea, actually. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a society nowadays where it's everybody pays their fair share. Mm -hmm. That's a pay your fair share kind of idea. Well, you know? yeah. But at the same time, for those who would be caught up into that, then they can also get more money on the back end, mm -hmm. assuming that's the way the government would go. I do think it would be unfair if you made them pay in more and then gave them the same amount as they would have. Exactly. You know, the current income cap. Exactly. So. It seems like, you know, it seems like people who are making, you know, decent money have been getting kind of screwed over a little bit lately. I mean, just with, like, COVID and things like that, like, with the whole, um, you know, stimulus checks and stuff, you know, they, you know, they haven't been getting the full amounts and all that because of their income, so... You know, you know, obviously I, I'm not in that bracket, but I do, you know, partially feel bad for them that they're not, 
you know, get into that. So yeah, it just makes sense that they should. So I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay, so another idea that's been kicked around is expanding the type of income that is currently being taxed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one idea that's being pulled out pulled out is, you know, the social social security program could pull revenue from other sources, not just income, not just okay. wages. Okay. Um, some ideas that are talked about are taxes on investment income or employee or employee sponsored health insurance plans. Okay. You know. Um, so the Social Security page estimates that a 6.2 tax percent tax on investment income uh, on high income earners, that always seems to be the key that everybody wants to put in there starting in 2022, mm-hmm. would reduce the shortfall by 30% over 75 years. Hmm. So significant. Yeah. Significant. Yeah. Um, can't say that I agree with it. Yeah. You know, um, Got to remember, high income earners are the ones that provide jobs in a lot of cases. So that's true. Yeah. Got to be careful you're not taxing these people to death. I know. You know, because <laughs> then, yeah, because mm-hmm. then they're gonna, you know, they'll end up leaving the country or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ha- they have um, options available to them that maybe not everybody does. Yeah. You know, exactly. so that's what you want to be careful of. Yeah, that's what you want to be careful of. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the final idea that I read about was uh, boosting the payroll tax. And this kind of goes back to your question you asked a little mm-hmm. bit ago. Um, currently, between employers and employees, a tax rate of 12.4% is paid. Okay. okay. So as a self-employed person, um, you know, you're paying that full load. When you're working for somebody, you're only paying a portion of that. The employer is making oh, up the difference. Okay. 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 So um, there is current legislation, and not to sound political, but it is being proposed by the Democrats to increase the tax rate tax rate. Uh, gradually by 0.1% a year for a 24-year period. Um, this would take the tax rate from 12.4% to 14.8% mm-hmm. over a gradual 24-year period. So most people would never even realize it. So okay. that's good. Um, and the Social Security offers um, several scenarios, including an increase of 0.1% per year between 2026 and 2045 for a maximum of 144 Okay. So I think the people behind the scenes are looking at this and saying somewhere between 14.4 and 14.8 is kind of a sweet spot yep. for that. So this is a big one because if they put this into place, um, estimates say that um, this will reduce the shortfall in Social Security program by 46% mm-hmm. over a 75-year period. Okay. So what that allows then, of course, is full benefits to continue to be paid. It's the more of the burdens being put on the current workers and the employers, of course. But, you know, uh, basically bottom line is nobody wants to pay more taxes. But in this case, there's what other solution do we have? Exactly. You know, if you've worked all your life and you've paid into the system, you obviously want to get some benefit out of it at some yeah, point. Exactly. Um, and unfortunately, the only way to do this is by paying more taxes. Exactly. So, never a proponent of it, but the problem only gets worse as time goes on. Yeah, that's true. You know. So are we sort of left to, you know, the government to decide? I mean, are we? Is there anything that we can do, or? Anything like that, or I mean, is that is that kind of out of the picture? Are we just sort of left to, you know, our hands pretty much tied on all this stuff? Well, our hands are a little bit tied unless you know you have conversations with your you know your politicians in your area yeah. about about this problem, yeah. and I think more and more politicians are seeing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, so here's my opinion on this, and keep in mind this is only my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're currently receiving Social Security benefits, you probably don't have much to worry about. Okay? Yeah. I just I just don't. I think the government will do everything they can to keep that age base 
um, happy and mm-hmm. not see a reduction just because it's so important to so many people. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you're my age, close to my age, younger, um, I think you need to possibly be prepared for some sort of impact. Okay. Okay. Now, hopefully, they'll take care of the problem. We don't have to worry about an impact, but I think you need to be prepared for it. Okay. So early when you said it's not going to be there, it will be there. Yeah. Just to what degree will it be there? Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I think it's whether it's a change to your benefits through reduction or a change to normal retirement age or a change to the income levels. Um, I'm just going to make the prediction that we will have to be prepared to adjust our retirement numbers in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sense. as you uh, work uh, with your financial planner, it's a discussion you have to have. Yeah. You know, it's most true. most financial planners will be like, uh, give me your social security statement. I'll plug it into your financial planning software and it'll tell you what you're going to get. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most of these uh, financial planning softwares now allow the planners to do reductions. You know, so if we if we start hearing more and more about this, as your plan gets closer and closer to retirement age, yeah, uh, you will then see, um, you will then see the impact of maybe not receiving as much of your benefit. Oh, so an idea would be, you know, going back to that two thousand dollar number per month. You know, if you really think there's going to be a problem and you want to be prepared for it, have your financial planner adjust the numbers down a little bit. Okay, you know, hmm. that's, that's something that'll work. Okay, okay, it'll give you a clearer picture. Okay, so. Um, another thing people can do, once again, is take those benefits as close to full retirement age as possible. I said earlier, you know, taking the benefits at 62, at age 62, mm-hmm. uh, you reduce your monthly income benefits by 30%. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea. And by taking it at full retirement age, you don't see a reduction in benefits. Yep. So, yep. Um, you can work longer. Okay. Yep. Um, that'll lessen your need for dependence on Social Security. Um, yeah. Yeah, even if you only work part time, you know it reduces the need to draw your benefits early yes. or tap into your retirement savings. Yes, so that's a big one. You know, I hear a lot of people nowadays. I don't hear many people actually. I do not hear many people nowadays talking about I need to get out of my job. What I do hear people talking about is I'm going to get out of my job as soon as I can, but I'm going to be doing something else in addition to that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so that's that's a really big thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, in a, in a previous podcast, you know, one thing you can definitely do to help yourself is be debt free in retirement. You know, mm-hmm. don't have Absolutely. such don't have such a large need in retirement that yeah. you need to have Social Security benefits, et cetera, et cetera, to work on that. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So. Exactly. And of course, I'm going to put a plug in for myself. You know, I want you to work with a financial planner. You know, a certified financial planner, such as myself, to make sure you're prepared for what may be coming. Well. You know, that's what this is all about. Yeah. You know, um, and I, when I say certified financial planner, once again, I'm not talking about a product salesman. I'm not talking about a guy who's just, just there to produce or promote um, his company's products or his annuities or his mutual funds or things like that. I'm talking about a guy who's willing to sit down with you and go through the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of this um, mm-hmm. of this process. Yeah. You know, Social Security is a basic thing. It has to be worked into a financial plan, mm-hmm. you know. Once again, the auto insurance guy may not do that for you. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Keep it's the same thing as, you know, you can go to Walmart and get your taxes done underneath and you know, behind the veil, <laughs> or you can go somewhere and get it done by, you know, uh, you know, a licensed professional. So, you know, yeah, you're you know, you're, you're spot on with that. So exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So so, you know, this podcast is not meant to scare anybody. This podcast is basically meant to um, open people's eyes 
to the potential, and I'll use the word potential problem that's coming down the system. Um, obviously, being 2021 now, and the, the Social Security Administration itself is saying we're going to be turning that corner this year unless some changes are being made. Um, you know, that needs to be worked in the financial plan. Yeah, somewhere, somehow. Absolutely. And I do give the Biden administration credit; they are working on some possible solutions. But of course, it's all how it's how it's how it's, um, how it's showing to you. You know, how's it presented? You know, mm-hmm. if the Democrats propose a tax increase and the Republicans come out and say, "Oh my God, a tax increase!" What are they doing to you? You know, try to understand the reasoning behind what it is. Yeah. Okay. Because if it's to benefit the Social Security program, it might be something you're for. Exactly. Okay. And for all of you fifty-year-olds uh, out there like myself. I think you might be for it. <laughs> well, yeah. Not, yeah, not all tax increases are bad, you know. Yeah, not so, all tax increases are bad. Nobody likes to pay taxes, but, yeah, but you know, not all tax increases are bad. Mm-hmm, Bottom exactly. line. Bottom line. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, today's episode, um, you know, we just wanted to open your eyes to the potential mega problem we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, we don't know what they will do to fix these problems, but we do know that they'll have to do something, and the sooner the better. Um, you have a responsibility to as an individual to make sure that you're prepared for this. Um, we don't want people coming back later on saying, I had no idea. You know, we had no idea this was going on. Well, it's going on, folks, and it's not being talked about by the mainstream media right now. So you have to take it upon yourself to be prepared for any and all changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot go into this thinking the government will just take care of you. They'll do their part. The responsibility still lies upon you. Yep. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, my heartfelt thanks goes out to all of you listening today. As always, my thanks also goes out to my marketing guru, Kyle Rappenecker of Rappenecker Designs in Yarmouth, Iowa. Um, As a reminder, we want to hear from you. Uh, Please reach out to me by giving me a call at 319-576-2264 or visit my website at greatriverinvestments.com and going to the Contact Us section of the site. I remember my team will be in touch with you shortly to discuss our next steps together. Uh, Thank you again for listening to the Marvin Knows Finances Show. This is Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner. Have a great day.